On this episode of Your Wellness, I speak with Melinda McManus from beautiful Costa Rica. Melinda and I met during a beach yoga class in Playa de Coco, and she shares her personal journey of how she transformed both her mind and body. Melinda has successfully lost 120 pounds, and at the age of 56 years old, she has never felt better. This interview is dedicated to anyone who is struggling to launch into a healthier lifestyle, finally lose the weight, or realize what's possible when it comes to living a healthy, well-balanced lifestyle and feeling content. All that and more on Your Wellness. and we are here with another episode of Your Wellness. I'm Lisa Lounsbury, your wellness coach, and today I have a special guest with me. We are recording this podcast live from beautiful Costa Rica, and I want to introduce you to my new friend, Melinda McManus. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Melinda is actually from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, which is about four hours south of where I live um, for for the most part. We met a couple months ago during beach yoga in beautiful Playa de Coco, and I got to know Melinda a little bit, a little bit about her story, and her story is very inspiring and motivating, and I know there's a lot of listeners who might be going through a health transformation or just struggling to find how to start, how, why should I get healthy, and how do I do it, and how do I maintain it? And I have the perfect lady here to share her personal story, and maybe it'll give you some, some motivation to maybe start your journey. So Melinda comes to us as a 56-year-old beautiful lady, mother of four, a stepmother to two, and she spends most of her time here in Costa Rica. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's hear about your story, Melinda. Can we, why did I invite you to be on my podcast in the first place? Well, to talk uh, about my journey of my wellness, right? My overall wellness, right? So both weight and mental wellness. So we were working out, um, doing some yoga, and um, I was mentioning to someone, I don't know if it was you, that, yeah, I had lost um, back in 2000, 120 pounds. your eyes pop they're popping again yeah yeah. and so I went from at that point and it took me two years I went from uh, 268 pounds to 152 pounds something like that right so and when you're doing that kind of a journey um, you think sometimes you have to wait for the end result to feel good and what I can say is to anyone is you don't you the minute you start working on yourself and you start to lose that weight because that is what the cusp of what we want right is ultimately to lose that weight uh you feel good that five pounds then turns into 10 pounds turns into 20 pounds and then you have a plateau and you're like oh my god this plateau but then all of a sudden through a plateau everybody notices you're losing weight and they are commenting wow you're looking good you oh thank you thank you but you know in your mind you're in a plateau and you're like what's going on because I've been you know I'm not losing it I've, I've stayed at this for a month and then it's it's like your body needs time to adjust to this new weight and lo and behold off comes another five 10 
Now you're up to 40 pounds, another plateau. Now people are even more excited for you and impressed, really noticing and you're, you are really feeling different about yourself. You've, you've inspired yourself and it's a really good feeling. So um, I just want to let people know that you don't have to wait for the end to feel good. It feels good right in the beginning. Maybe not that first week, but that first five pounds and the 10. So keep going, right? I'm glad that you talked about plateaus because I, th- I think a lot of people quit after that first plateau. Yes. They lose the hope or they're frustrated. Yeah. And it makes sense the way you say it is your body might need time to just adjust to this change. Yeah. It's kind of settling in. Yeah, and it's for me, it was, it seemed to be a time where people really, really looked at me and like, wow, you have really lost a lot of weight, which kept me going too, because I'm in a plateau and I know, hey, what's going on? But if all these people are noticing it, then that is, that makes me keep going, right? Yeah, it's a great motivator. So I have to realize, yeah, that plateau is a good thing, right? I'm just kind of fitting into my, into myself, into my skin and, and that, right? So. Very, very cool concept. Before we pushed record, we were chatting about your backstory, and we're not going to really go into that backstory. And we all have a story, mm-hmm. and we all have triggers, we all have versions of trauma that has brought us to where we are today, which is often has to happen. Yeah. Um, so the weight gain, you do contribute it to some of your, maybe your childhood or growing up and, and leading into adulthood. What triggered your desire to be healthy or when did you realize enough's enough? I don't like the way I'm feeling. I need to do something about it. Yeah. Do you remember that moment? Yes, I do. I, I, I really do. I, I, I remember just, you know, one day getting on a scale and being, oh my God, how did I get here? Like, how did I just all of a sudden become 268 pounds? And, um, and I really took an inventory of my life. Uh, like, how, how, how did I get here? And what I realized is with my eating, uh, I just had a really distorted view of, of the way I should eat. And, um, you know, I, I would be, oh, I'm going to eat this week. I'm going to have that steak. I'm going to have that hamburger and I'm going to have the dessert because Monday I'm going on a diet. So all week. I'm eating like it's the last supper because I know Monday comes along and I'm going to diet. But Monday comes along and you are um, so full of carbs, you've probably put on another couple of pounds because you've eaten all this food and now you have nothing to give yourself because you're dieting so you're taking everything away. And so um, what I did uh, was I, I just looked at people around me, people who are of your typical normal weight, and I noticed, especially working in an office environment, is that you know they bring a big cake and celebrate somebody's birthday, and people would just have a piece of it. And I noticed that they weren't saying, "Oh, I'm not going to eat dinner tonight or tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm not. I'm going to skip out on this." They just had the cake and ate it too, right? <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so I really noticed that, and um, I, I, I put that into my uh, eating habits. I, I told myself, no more dieting, right? No more dieting, no more diet products. I started off slow, 
uh, just small little itty bitty steps and that was a really big help for me. I think that was smart of you to look at others. So what are they doing? Why are they successful? How are they managing to stay at a healthy weight? And just noticing their behavior with food or how they respond to it. I've never heard anyone describe it like that. And I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. I, I mean, I've always had this kind of issue with, with food, even, you know, as a child, I wasn't, I wasn't overweight as per se, but I was a little on the heavier side. And my mom was always a very slim, good-looking woman. And so for us, if she saw us having, you know, food chips or whatever, she would be like, no, that's going to put weight on you. So then I learned to eat in hiding. Mm. And it t- that's another uh, thing that was part of my progress was to be able to actually eat in front of people. I mean, I, I would be at an office and people would have a piece of pizza and be talking to someone else. And I would be in awe that they could actually eat that food in front of somebody so was that you were afraid of the judgment yeah why is that why? yeah well she's she's fat or you know and so therefore she does not deserve to eat and so and this is just something I put on myself no one else did this to me I did it to myself right wow and yeah so those were other things you know learning to be able to eat in front of other people um so that I didn't have to eat in hiding. And you know, when you're eating in hiding, you're again, you're gorging, you're, you're trying to get as much as you can because you don't know when that opportunity is gonna come again, right, so. Was there shame? Oh yeah. Is that where that comes from? Yeah, yeah, lots of shame. It's, yeah, it was a whole big, a whole big thing put together. Hmm. Right? So you, you already talked about a little bit about what contributed to the, those habits, those mm-hmm. eating habits or that shame. Yeah. Was, was part of your childhood was there anything else that contributed to the way you were sabotaging yourself uh I guess I I I never grew up in a very positive environment and I'm not blaming anybody I mean my parents did the best that they could with the tools that they had at the time but there was lots of um negativeness and so I just took that on myself and you know and that that helped me to put on weight as well, right? You know. What did you implement? You, t- you talked kind of about a little bit about it, but what was there any other strategies that you implemented to your lifestyle on top of how you ate or how you had a relationship with food? Was there anything else that you used? Yeah, um, a little trick uh, that I was told. Um, years ago and it has always stuck in my head and I and I still use it today is when I'm eating you know that first bite of a piece of cake or a hamburger it it's a 10 right it's so good and then when I get to that next bite what is it is it a 10 still a 10 or did it go to a 9 and I have a number in my head for most things that I eat and when it reaches that number and it's no longer the 10, so I just say stop. Because if I want to, I can have it on another day or later that afternoon when it's back at a 10 for me. So that keeps me from overeating. It keeps me in check. Am I, am I just gorging on the food for emotional feeding or am I doing it for satiety? And 
So that really helps me. And like I said, I do it. You may see me do it at the coffee shop. I'll have half or a piece of Andre's um, croissant, chocolate croissant. Um, or like today, I have my own. I, I, I have my own way of, of dealing with treats. And, and, and mindful eating is a strategy to managing mm -hmm. your health. And so when you do check in with why am I eating, is it because mm -hmm. I deserve it or does it taste good? Like where am I? Mm -hmm. What's, how is this meal serving me? And sometimes that whole chocolate croissant is what you need. Yes. And sometimes you, if you can stop yourself halfway and check in like, nope, this is no longer serving mm -hmm. me. I'm going to save this for tomorrow. Yeah. It's really, it's really empowering. It really is know people want a pill or they want this but you have this little tool um, that you can just ask yourself this little question and be totally honest with yourself right and a lot of times too if we go somewhere to a restaurant and you get food and I'm like this food is not what I expected it's not good I'll take take a couple of bites and leave it because it has to be a certain number for me to eat it right so I, I often use, does, is this meal, does my body deserve this meal? Mm -hmm. Is this cheeseburger worthy of my body? And mm -hmm. sometimes you say yes. Yes. And then hopefully sometimes you say maybe not yeah. or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what has, what has motivated you to stay on track? You, you shared these plateaus and it, mm -hmm. you didn't lose this weight overnight. How do you stay on track? Well, staying on track, uh, losing the weight is probably the easy part. I mean, I know maybe for people who are listening, they're like, right. Uh, but no, it, it, it truly is because, you know, people get excited about you and you get excited for yourself and you're motivated. But once you reach your, you know, your goal or you've lost weight, um, then the hard part is, is, is actually staying there and with that weight. And you have to make sure too that it's reasonable for you. So when I first lost weight, I was 152 pounds. That wasn't reasonable for me, my body, my lifestyle. I just wasn't as happy as I could be. So um, I gradually started to add a little more food into my diet because I wanted to have that glass of wine. I wanted to have those, those extra things, right? Otherwise, I'll put myself back in that cycle again of depriving and well do you have any fear of gaining the weight yes. and that's not a good motivator but sometimes that's part of it yes i do i have uh, i do have fear we're talking about motivation and fear mm -hmm. or shame or you know, it took you a while to lose this weight, and you, you talked about how important it is or how difficult it is now. Like, losing the weight mm -hmm. was, was easier than it is to maintain it, and we really need to keep motivated and keep checking in. Are there other, other parts of your life, other strategies that you have to keep you motivated? Are there people? Are there activities? Are there goals? Mm -hmm. What's working for you? I have uh, never exercised, and when I came to Costa Rica um, a year ago, in December, uh, there I was invited to go to yoga on the beach. And although I had gone to yoga maybe once or twice in my life, I was like, no, like exercise is not for me. And I went and I loved it. And it was just so, I have to say life-changing doing the yoga because I now feel that I have something to go to if I am having a moment where I feel like 
oh, I need to eat or I need to berate myself or I need to do some of these, these negative things. I, I know I have the yoga. And when I get to yoga, I'm so happy. And I'm happy that there's new people coming and you can tell them, hey, I, you know, my first time was a year ago and look at me now. I'm here. I love it. I know it's good for my body. So that, that truly um, motivates me. Um, and also feeling good, you know, being able to put on, you know, shorts and, you know, a tank top and just go out and, you know, you know, you're doing yoga, you know, you're, you're, you're doing these good things. So you, at least you're not getting worse. You're getting better. You're adding to yourself. Right. So that is, uh, super motivating. You're, you're in Costa Rica where the food is fresh and clean and, you know, you want to have the avocado salad as opposed to having, you know, hamburger or, you know, that it's just easier all around. So everybody should just come. <laughs> I think so. I <laughs> To uh, Costa Rica. I, you know, I have to agree. Um, I've been here enjoying Costa Rica as well and still going to be here for a while. And I do, I feel healthier here mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to hear that you're connecting your practice of yoga to your wellness journey. Because mm-hmm. as a yoga teacher myself, a lot of people are intimidated and don't quite see the, the value of the connection to your health and to yoga. It's not just about doing a fancy pose. Yes. It's your own journey. And, and my, uh, I'm very shy, uh, especially when it does come to my body. I'm always thinking that people are judging me or looking at me. And so in the past, uh, anytime I tried any physical activity, I was I just wouldn't do it because I just felt everybody had their eyes on me. Uh, now with being the yoga on the beach, I just have such a different perspective. I just feel that everybody is there rooting for everyone else, and it is just about your own practice. You don't even you don't even notice other people. You're so busy you know, trying to connect with yourself and your environment and taking the energy from everyone that's around you, that sometimes you're just totally within your own body and your own, your own space. And I think that's really uh, empowering. Were you active prior to that? No. Not no, at all? No. I hated walking. I have a really bad tailbone, so I can never, never ride a bike. Um, and just, I just found walking to be really boring. I tried running. Yeah, no, I'm not made to run. Uh, going to the gym, didn't like, because again, I had that feeling that everyone was so much better than me and that people are looking at me. So, mm-hmm. so yoga I, has really been a godsend for me. And uh, yeah. That's wonderful. I, for me, the pandemic was a catalyst. Um, I know and this is just for me. I know it's not for everybody else. I know lots of people have struggled, but in my own world, my own environment, um, COVID has, uh, I've lo- I lost my job and um, my husband was already a veteran, uh, so he's retired. And it just forced me uh, to make that decision to come here. And so that was a really good, really good thing. And, I, you just can't help but be happy here. It is really my happy, my happy place, right? And lots of vitamin D here, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you know, happiness is also just a state of the the moment. I guess the word I should say is content. You know, I, I'm very content here. I mean, something bad could happen, I'd be sad, but I'm still content. And and learning that 
for myself, you know, being content with my body, being content with who I am uh, is, is very empowering for, for me. And, and sharing it with other people, right? I like, I don't mind telling anybody, you know, I've lost weight um, and this is how I did it. No magic pills, no, you know, you have the power to do it. You really do. That's a powerful, powerful message because a lot of people some um, tend to look for the answer in mm-hmm. in a in a in a fad, in a pill, in a mm-hmm. diet, and not nothing against those those choices. But for you, you chose this this path, and clearly it's working for you. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at you as a fifty six year old mother of four, looking vibrant and fresh and free. Well, I'm going to have to come back more often. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> Clearly, there's something we're drinking in the water <laughs> yeah. here that's helping. But and not everybody has has the ability, their capacity to move to a different country. And I get that. Yes. But if you want to consider, I really want people to consider what's possible when it comes to your wellness journey. Mm-hmm. What's possible? And COVID has really opened our eyes to new opportunities. You've You've captured that opportunity I've captured this opportunity mm-hmm. to be here and it, it's it's magical when you can step out of your comfort zone whether it's for your own wellness journey or your work your work priorities to just tweak your life a little bit and do something different just thinking about it is powerful like it's exciting yeah. just saying I would like to do something I would like to you know go and visit a country start off small I, I would like to go and visit Costa Rica uh, and just think about it every day. How am I going to do it? Like, what what do you need to do to make that visit work for you? And maybe it's not. It won't happen for a year or two. But you've got your mind set on it, and you imagine yourself being there, and you have that power to make it happen. Uh, just putting all the pieces together. That's manifesting. It, yes. you're, just, you're describing and I, and, that. And I didn't even know what, like, uh, I do now, but, uh, you know, a few years ago, I didn't even know what manifesting was. I it never really wasn't in part of my my mindset or my repertoire, right? So, uh, yeah, so, and I realized how powerful that is. So, in that same breath, when a negative thought comes to my head, I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> la, 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 la. You can manifest yeah, that as yeah, well. Yeah, I want to make sure uh, that I don't bring that negative energy uh, into into my life, right? So, what I'm what I'm hearing is sometimes you need a complete change of environment to kind of have a fresh mm-hmm. perspective. Yes. Yes. To yeah, to get things going, to kickstart a new habit or a new yeah. lifestyle or a new or just a new way of living. Setbacks, Matt, Melinda. Let's yeah. talk about those. Have you experienced any? Oh yeah, lots of lots of setbacks. Um, you know, throughout say from uh, so I started losing weight in two thousand. Say by two thousand and two, I had reached one hundred and fifty pounds. So I guess that was my or one hundred fifty two pounds. That was my my weight then. And you know, back and forth, I've yo-yoed about twenty pounds, give or take it would just be through very stressful times. My youngest daughter is autistic and it was very difficult uh, dealing with her uh, in the school system and also uh, her siblings. So I I was always caught in the middle also with a very uh, stressful uh, first marriage and 
so you're always caught between people and you know using food as a crutch is is what we do right and I read before I don't know if it's true but that it's actually better to give yourself something than take it away so if you are stressed having that food is better than going way the other way in denial or denying yourself something mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so again I'm not a doctor I don't know if that's true but I think in my books it was I, I needed something I needed comfort um, so that went on for a very long time and even now with my daughter um, you know I worry about her constantly and that can set that can also uh, set me back where I'm struggling um, with trying to to trying to put that positive energy out there and be like yes she's she's gonna be okay so um, you know loss of a few jobs some stressful jobs you know where you for some reason tell yourself you don't need lunch you work through lunch you stay late that automatically puts weight on you the cortisol levels go off the charts and, and that but I was always able at some point to reel myself back in get myself back on track and you know go back down you know the 20 pounds and then feel good about it and it's not like it was a bad thing I mean I know yo-yoing is a bad thing but sometimes it was a lesson for me in that in that weight gain um, it just scares me and I don't I don't want to ever be there um, again and this may not be correct to say but sometimes when I see people who are overweight it I feel so much anxiety for them and compassion because I know how they feel. I know the struggle of putting a pair of pants on and they're feeling too tight or you feel, you know, a, a, your belly's, you know, you have a belly roll. And I'm not saying like any of those things are wrong, but for me, it was uncomfortable and I didn't like what I was seeing. And so when I see for other people, it's, it's, it's hard for me because I feel for them so, so deeply. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's also important to understand, like, it's not, like taking your foot off the gas when it comes to your health is not an option. Yes. Whether you've lost a lot of weight or you've never had to. Like, mm-hmm. I think every human being needs to keep their foot on the gas when it comes to their health. Yes. And not just let it go. It's, it's a daily, it's not a daily struggle, but it's a daily commitment. Yes. Yeah. You know, when you go to the grocery store and I'm in there and I'm like, oh, I would like some chips. I would like, you know, some of this. I just don't get it because I do not have the control. Uh, and I know that about myself. Um, if I want chips, I get a small bag of chips because I don't have a stop button. So I will just do it. It's a plan. It's usually planned. If we're going to have, you know, a treat or whatever, I'll go and I'll get a Hershey's bar and then we cut it in half. It's still a good size. It's kind of like not the little Hershey bar, the bigger one. Uh, but I cut it in half, and I'm just being mindful of the fact that neither me, me, myself, or my spouse have any control. So between the two of us, like, it could be disastrous. So I just don't buy it, right? Smart. And that's how I help myself or the family, right? Is yeah. just just don't do it because I know, just like doing yoga, when the day you don't feel like going is the day you need to go. Absolutely. When I go to the grocery store and I feel like eating all this stuff is the time that I know I shouldn't be buying it because I know 
I'm going to eat it. Like, there's no leaving it in the cupboard, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, once it's in your house, it's uh Oh, yeah, it's it calls dang. me, especially <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> um, has the, you mentioned the pandemic being a catalyst to mm-hmm. your your success or how you're feeling today. Is there anything else you want to add to how this change in our reality has impacted your health? Uh, it's made me uh, really more appreciative of what we have. Um, just, you know, we take so many things for granted. You know, the water's going to come out of the top. The lights are going to come on. All of these things, they just happen. And we don't step back to think, what if something big happens? And so with COVID and it being a worldly thing, it has made me really appreciate that the water comes out of the top, that my washer and dryer work, that I have all these uh, little anemones anemones that make my life um, easier and to not take them for granted and the people around me as well I mean you know we can't get together over Christmas and and that that the pandemic has for me made me really appreciate appreciative of the friendships and the family and the connections that I that I have and that I'm making um, through all of this those are important ones mm-hmm. yeah. and I hear that from a lot of people I think we have really shifted to what's what are our true blessings yes and what's yeah. really important any blessings other outside of what you already shared you've you've shared a lot of wonderful blessings and I'm so happy for you have there been others that maybe you wanted to yeah I met highlight? I met the most amazing uh, person uh, in my life and that's Andre uh, he came into my life or our life uh, eight years ago we met on uh, plenty of fish and the moment I saw him and I was like this is the guy and he's he was the same way and we've just never been apart uh, since then so he's been a, a true blessing uh, in my life our life our family's life uh, as well as you know um, my kids but specifically my youngest daughter drives me crazy I'll tell you that right now she 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 makes me nuts but uh, with autism she's she's taught me so many things about myself about other people and you know not to be so judgmental and yeah so while there's a lot of heavy stuff in my life I've got lots and lots of blessings great people around me friends you know and uh, yeah it's been it's good it's really good Wonderful. That's wonderful to hear. Moving forward now, what are you looking forward to? More of this, more of this paradise, but more of um, just learning about myself. What can I do? Not just to make myself better, but for other people. What? How can people draw off of my experiences? So I'm never shy to talk about you know anything that's happened to me uh, in the past. Uh, if I can help someone and just to see what's out there moving forward want to travel see what you know the world is your oyster you gotta mm-hmm. you know make the best out of it because life is short and you never know and I just want my family to know and friends that if something were to happen to me I was living it to the fullest mm-hmm. right to the best that I could happy as a clam as they say right and 
would not make any changes. Right? So going forward, yeah, this is what I'm more more of this. Right? Wonderful. Give me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. One last question yeah. for anyone who's listening who might still need to hear one more tidbit or one more thing to help them get started. Is there anything that you, out of all of the experiences you've had, mm-hmm. is there anything that stands out that really, really you want someone else to, to try or trust? That's a really good question. Um, I would really just tell them just baby steps. Don't wait for the big, the big experience. Just go slow, right? You've got all the time. Just do it slowly. Don't put those pressures on yourself. Uh, if you make, you know, if you tell yourself, "Oh, I need to lose 20 pounds because I'm going to a wedding in you know two months' time," that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. And whenever I did that for myself. I did the opposite. I ended up eating more so, and putting on weight. So yeah, uh, just baby steps. What would you tell your child? What would you tell your friend? Be kind and tell that to yourself, right? Because we're so, we're so nasty to ourselves, right? So pinch yourself if you, um, I, I used to see a psychiatrist um, and uh, he would say, whenever you had a negative thought, you have an elastic on your arm and you snap it. Um, and you snap it hard so that you stop that, that bad, you know, that bad talk to yourself. I need to leave it at that. That's perfect. That is perfect. Thank you. Well, thank you for sitting down with me in this beautiful day of sunny Costa Rica. And I think you have inspired somebody around the world, maybe more than one. You inspired me. So that's great. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you.